Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Saturday, July 16th, and this is for July 16th through July 22nd. How was last week for everyone? That was uh, a very full week we had last week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you are able to rest and relax a little bit this weekend while we are in the dark of the moon. The moon is currently sleepy in the sign of cancer. It's going to encourage us to take care of ourselves, nurture ourselves, be kind to ourselves and others, you know, focus on self-care, maybe take things a little bit slower. I love that. Yeah, and we do have a new moon in cancer tomorrow. The new moon will be exact at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time on Monday, July 17th. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Kathy. And this new moon in cancer, the focus will be on... Well, the stuff I already mentioned, like self-care, nurturing ourselves, you might find yourself asking yourself in one form or another, how do I get my needs met? And that question is different from what do I want? What do I want would be more of an Aries-themed question or Leo, but Mm. we all have needs. And the moon in astrology represents our needs, and the moon rules the sign of cancer. So maybe we're looking around right now and asking ourselves, what do I need? Do I feel secure? And we might feel like we're lacking in certain areas. And if we are, then this new moon on Monday, and they call this new moon the Duran Duran moon because the band Duran Duran, of course, has a song called New Moon on Monday. Um, It's not, the moon's not actually called that. Although Simon Le Bon will no doubt be lighting his his torch and waving it for the new moon I'm done with the Duran Duran references now, but we're asking ourselves if we're feeling secure. You know, we're thinking about our family, food, shelter, clothing. If you work in the entertainment industry, those things are especially amplified at the moment, and the new moon will bring further attention to them. Mm. We can't talk about a Cancer new moon without also discussing emotions and feelings because Cancer energy feels things very strongly, and this new moon will be at the 24th degree and the 24th degree is a Pisces degree. So this new moon will have a Piscean feel to it as well. So an already emotional new moon just got a lot more emotional when you add Pisces energy to the mix. And around the time of the new moon, the moon will be making contact with Uranus, which could have us feeling a bit rebellious, maybe feeling a little bit impulsive. Mm. It will form a trine. uh, By it, I mean the moon will form a trine with Neptune that will bring in further Piscean energy, further Piscean themes around, you know, spirituality, feeling connected, or at least wanting to feel connected to others, feeling dreamy. And then the Grumpmeister, Pluto, will poke its nose in as well, as the moon will oppose Pluto around 8 p.m. Pacific time on Monday, and that aspect will most likely bring some heaviness and maybe even some gloom to the proceedings. And yeah, I just called Pluto the Grumpmeister. I mentioned, you know, with Mars and Virgo, there's going to be more puns and more dad joke kind of humor. I, I'm, I'm going to try to limit it. I'm doing my best. It's just, it's, it's hard to battle. But um, also on Monday, the, the North Node. Now, it, the North Node is an interesting thing. And I mentioned before, you know, the North Node, we all have a North Node in our chart somewhere. That's what we're moving towards in this lifetime. That's our life purpose, so to speak. It's, it's our goals. It's our, our 
some people call it fate, but it's it's what we're driven to move towards, and it can be a little uh, unfamiliar for us. Mm-hmm. It's that part of, of life that doesn't come easy to us, mm-hmm. and we're also moving that way. So there's two different north nodes, and there's the mean north node, which entered Aries last week on July 13th, and then there's the true north node, which enters Aries on Monday, July 17th. And the north node, these are the nodes of the moon, and different astrologers chart the the north node differently. So there's a few days off as to, like, whether you go by the mean north node or the true north node. You know, for the sake of our podcast, we don't get that specific about these things. The The north node will be in Aries for about 18 months. So regardless of whether you look at it entering the north node last week or this week, it's going to be in Aries, and it's going to be there for a year and a half. Mm. And we're collectively now in an Aries mode. We were in a Taurus mode because mm-hmm. the, the North Node moves the other way. Is we were in Taurus, now it goes back into the sign of Aries. And Taurus prefers to kind of keep things even keeled if it can. But Aries is much more open to seeking out a little friction maybe and saying, we're not going to take it. You know, Aries energy is more willing to fight, willing to stand up for, you know, its beliefs. And, and you know, we're going to be more looking out for number one right now. You know, Aries is self-oriented energy. Uh, and again, the North Node represents what we're moving towards. So the North Node got a big shake up, you know, whether you look at it last week or this week, either way. Uh, we're going to be much more active now about fighting for the things that we believe in. And Ooh, that's um, perfect for strike season. It is perfect for strike season, that's for sure. And um, again, regardless of which node you follow, whether it's the mean one or the true one, by Monday, both of those nodes will be in the sign of Aries. And also, before we forget, Let's also make sure we say happy birthday to Disneyland, mm-hmm. which will be celebrating its 68th birthday on Monday, July 17th. Happy birthday, Disneyland. Yeah. Um, 68 years young. Does that surprise you, Elmi? I mean, to you, I mean, does Disneyland, you can't really assign an age to it, right? You know, it just always feels like it's just, I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. It's it's always been there for me. It's uh, it's hard to believe in some ways that it's 68, and in other ways that doesn't sound very old at all, because I hope Disneyland is there for hundreds of years. Yeah. Um, so it's still, and it's always reinventing itself, too, so it's always new in some ways. Long-time listeners know it is one of my favorite places to go, because I just feel like a kid again. I feel like I'm on vacation, and that sounds like some good energy, at the moment, talking about that me first mm-hmm. energy, the self-care may sound a little odd to some, but for me, Disneyland is self-care. So yeah, happy birthday to uh, Disneyland and may it be there for another 68 years at least. May it be there forever. So, <laughs> yeah. Here's to Disneyland. And yeah, Disneyland is a cancer. You know, it's born July 17th. So it is there for your self-nurturing and self-care. Among other things, it might cost you a couple bucks, but mm-hmm. it's there for that. Yeah, to be a technical Disney nerd, it actually technically opened on the 16th, but mm. that was private. It had its public opening, oh, its okay. grand opening on the 17th. So I do consider it that, that that's its birthday. But if you okay. want to be a Disney trivia nerd and share that info, if anyone finds that interesting, do with that what you will. It technically opened on the 16th, but not to the public. Oh, nice. Okay, good to know, because that could change its moon. That could change its rising sign. Oh, my gosh. I've been looking at Disneyland the completely (laughs) wrong way all these years. Now I have to do its chart for July 16th. Okay, cool. 
Good to know. And then Almy and I have both been reading the book, this new book by Brett Easton Ellis called The Shards. Mm -hmm. And Brett Easton Ellis, as I'm sure you know, is a writer. He's written books like American Psycho, Less Than Zero, and only those two books because I can't think of the other ones at the moment. But Rules of Attraction. Yes, he's written many books. Lunar Park. He's, he's, yes, he's a, yeah, he's a writer. Yeah. Excellent writer. He's just, you know, kicked out many, many books over the years. And he likes to reference music in his books, you know, specific songs, usually pop songs, rock songs, whatever you want to call it. And um, so Elmi and I are reading this book, and I thought I might just add a little playlist for this podcast Ooh. in the spirit of what Brett Easton Ellis does in his novels. Love that. Uh, so some songs you might want to listen to or not, or you might already know all these songs anyway. You don't have to listen to them. But one of them would be You Can't Always Get What You Want by the Rolling Stones. Mm. Because, you know, you find that maybe you'll get what you need. And this Mm. Cancer New Moon will hopefully Mm -hmm. at least bring us what we need. I see what you did there. Yeah. Of course, I have to add the song New Moon on Monday by Duran Duran because we are having a new moon on Monday. Uh, I also was thinking we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister Mm -hmm. because there is a ton of rebellion going on out there Mm -hmm. right now. And that's going to continue into this week. And then for Disneyland's birthday, the Unbirthday song. From Alice in Wonderland. Okay. I couldn't think of a better song off the top of my head. I thought that would work. Yeah. But there's, I don't know. Anyway, that's our playlist. Only four songs. So you can listen to it and still, you know, tackle the rest of your day. (laughs) (laughs) So I think now is a good time as any to transition to the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. As I mentioned at the top, Elmi is a Scorpio Mm -hmm. and she has been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week I like to ask Elmi a question to get her Scorpio take on life. And I also like playing trivia with Elmi. Oh. So we're just going to do a trivia game this week, if that's okay with you, Elmi. Sure. Is it about Disneyland? It has nothing to do with Disneyland. It has nothing to do with my mom. I, I could, have, could have done trivia about my mom, oh, I guess. Oh, that would have been so nice. That would have been so nice. Is it about Duran Duran? Is it about Duran Duran? No, not even. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. Well, I can do one trivia question for my mom, at least, to okay. see if you know this. Okay. As a Scorpio. Uh-oh. You know, you have to use your psychic sense here. Okay. Do you know what town my mom was born in? Babes, I love you. I cannot name a single town in Minnesota right now if my life depended on it. What um, if I gave you a clue that she was not born in Minnesota? Oh. And she was born Fargo. in Nor- Fargo, North Heck Dakota. Yes. You nailed it. Mm. Good job. All right. Yeah. Good job. So, you go. so you got a little mom theme in there as well. I did know that. All right. Happy birthday, Kathy. Yeah. Happy birthday, Mom. So what I have here is a list of famous people. Nice. Who all, all have one thing in common. That thing in common... Their love for Duran Duran. Is their love for Duran Duran. Nice. They also happen to have Mars and Virgo. Oh, like me? Yeah. Okay. And actually, the other thing they have in common is that they're all actors. Okay. Sort yeah. of like me. Not yeah. really. But these are your people, Almy, because Almy, as we know, has Mars and Virgo. Yes. So this first person, he is in a TV show that you have watched the first episode of... <laughs> at least The Wire. Yep. He was in The Wire. <laughs> Almy has watched the first episode of The Wire at least two or three times and has not advanced past that. <laughs> I watched the entire series for whatever it's worth. But anyway, he was in The uh, Wire. He was in The Office uh, for at least one season, oh. maybe. And he's on a new show on Apple TV called Hijack. Oh, yes. Can you name this actor? Idris Elba. Idris Elba has Mars and Virgo. Oh, okay, cool. This next actor, he starred in your favorite, your personal favorite episode of Black Mirror this season. He also appeared in the films mm. Pearl Harbor, The Virgin Suicides. Mm. And then once he got famous, he started using code names 
when he ordered Chinese food from his favorite Chinese restaurant in Minneapolis. Can you name this actor? True story, Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett, yes. I can't remember what code names he used, but they were, they were great. Yes. Um, this next actor is an actor who no has way. appeared on the TV shows Shrinking and How I Met Your Mother, among other things. Mm-hmm. Can you name this actor? Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel has Mars and Virgo. Nice. This next actress burst onto the scene, I think, in the movie Dazed and Confused, or at least around that time. She did other movies around that time, too. But I think Dazed and Confused was her breakthrough. She's maybe best known for her appearances in Christopher Guest movies, like Best in Show, oh, sure. Waiting for Guffman. And then we recently saw her in the Ari Aster film, Bo is Afraid. Can you name this actress? I'm afraid you're going to make me watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Virgo puns. I love it. Yep. Parker Posey. Parker Posey has Mars and Virgo. Cool. Okay. Okay. This is a good group. Yeah. And then this next actor, this last name I'm going to give you, has appeared in countless things over the years, starting with Apocalypse Now, I believe. Mm. He was in The Matrix. He was in Boys in the Hood. He was Mm. in a season or or multiple seasons of Hannibal. I don't know. And he has a new autobiography coming out called Weekend at Bernie's. Bernie's is spelled B-U-R-N-I-E apostrophe S. Can you name this actor? I honestly literally have no idea who you're talking about. Is this real? Okay, let me let me go back here and just give you the more relevant hints. He was in The Matrix, and he's not Keanu Reeves. He played Cuba Gooding Jr.'s dad in Boys in the Hood. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne? Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, okay, cool, cool. And that autobiography, of course, is not a real thing. Okay, okay, there we go. But I just love that idea. Weekend at Bernie's. You, okay, never mind. I don't get it. Is his real name Bernard or something? Fishburne. Well, oh, Bur- Fishburne. So Burn, B-U-R-N. You know, it could have been Feel the Burn. Okay. You know, the Lawrence Fishburne story, Feel the Burn. Yeah, e. right, right. Weekend at Bernie's. Um, okay. That concludes the Ask a Scorpio <laughs> segment of our show. Thank you, Almy, as always, for joining us. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's take a look at the rest of the week. So, yeah, Monday we're starting off with a new moon. And for some of us, we might feel a little groggy because of a, because of that. For others, we might you know just get the week off with a bang. We'll see. But it's going to be an emotional new moon, as I mentioned. There will be some power struggles involved on top of the power struggles that already exist in the world with that Pluto opposition. Uh, Tuesday, the moon will be in Leo. Now, Tuesday, July 18th, and Wednesday, July 19th, at least, the planets are quiet. I don't know if that means your life will be quiet, but the planets aren't doing much. The only aspects on Tuesday and Wednesday are lunar aspects. So the Leo moon will be forming aspects with Jupiter. Uh, we got here, we have Mercury, Chiron, and Uranus. But um, there's not a heck of a lot going on there, at least planet-wise. There'll be the usual, you know, fixed signs, butting heads, and there could be some, you know, if you're looking for some flexibility on Tuesday and Wednesday, you might not find it. Mm. But you also might feel a little more confident anytime the moon touches Leo. We can get a little boost of self-confidence, feel a little more secure in ourselves. So look for that as well. And also keep in mind, this is the last week of cancer season. I mean, we have Leo season starting uh, next Saturday, oh July goodness. 22nd. Wow. So, yeah, the uh, Leo energy is upon us. So, Tuesday and Wednesday, again, planetary wise, looking pretty quiet. 
Thursday, however, is uh, the main event Thursday is that Mars is going to oppose Saturn. And there's a chance that we're already feeling this energy. It's going to peak on Thursday, July 20th at around 1.30 p.m. Pacific time. And when Mars opposes Saturn, oh man, that is like you might be feeling quite aggressive or really worked up and really like I need to get this done right away kind of energy but then Saturn can really put the brakes on things can really slow things down can make it difficult to accomplish things when when Mars and Saturn are butting heads can also make you feel just kind of heavy you know Saturn is that planet that makes us very aware of time very aware that we are humans and bodies and that we have a limited time on, on this planet. So we could be feeling just this urgency on one hand, at the same time, just not quite able to get things done in the, at the pace that we would like to. Because uh, Saturn usually also takes time, additional time to get things done. It's not quick moving energy. Uh, also, Saturn can make us feel a little bit humorless. So try to remember, try to find some humor on Thursday if you can, if you are feeling that opposition pretty strongly. Mm. And again, we could already be feeling this opposition. Mars and Saturn are already in a pretty tight opposition. Again, it'll be at its tightest on Thursday, but it's one of those things where you can be feeling really, really worked up and feeling really aggressive, mm. but also feeling stifled at the same time. Mm. So watch for that. There could be some real slowdowns on Thursday. And uh, the Virgo moon, the moon will be in Virgo by Thursday. So there will be, you know, a lot of mental energy in the air. Virgo energy can be very restless, especially when it's touching the moon. You know, our emotions, our minds can just be go, 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 go. Virgo also has a strong connection to work. There's a lot of people not working right now. There could mm -hmm. be some additional frustrations around that, that kind of a deal. So watch out for that Thursday. A positive aspect on Thursday is that the sun will form a nice trine with Neptune. Again, that doesn't necessarily mean things are going to move at a speedy pace. Uh, Neptune also has a tendency to kind of slow things down. But at least when the sun is forming a nice aspect with Neptune like that, we can at least detach maybe a little bit, maybe just have more of a Disneyland kind of vibe, so to speak, because Neptune does have that dreamy escape from reality kind of energy where it's just like you just really immerse yourself in a creative project or a book or, or some kind of spiritual practice. So hopefully we'll at least be feeling spiritually sound on Thursday, whereas uh, what we're able to accomplish on Thursday might be a little tricky, might not come as easy as we would like. Mm. And then Friday, July 21st, the moon continues to be in Virgo. And then we have another tough aspect on, on Friday where the sun is going to oppose Pluto. And yeah, the sun and Pluto will both be at the 29th degree, which is a very tense degree. And again, just more power struggles, more tension on Friday. That's a really tough aspect. Um, you know, it's going to bring about some change eventually, but um, man, that's, that's too... There's some butting of heads, so to speak. But there'll also be a nice transit on on Friday where the moon is going to trine Jupiter. So we could at least be feeling optimistic and feeling positive. 
but the moon is also going to conjunct Mars on Friday. So mm. we could be feeling uh, emotionally a bit aggressive, a, a bit, you know, kind of that free floating anger, <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to put it mm -hmm. one way. Um, and then Saturday, July 22nd, Venus, the planet of beauty and love and good vibes, it's going to start going retrograde. So it will not be as beautiful <laughs> and the good vibes will not be as good necessarily. Uh, Venus will not be functioning as well as it normally does, bringing diplomacy to things. Uh, and Venus will be retrograde until September 3rd. Mm. While Venus is retrograde, there's a chance we're going to be reviewing our relationships, which are our, our relationships are working, which mm -hmm. aren't. Could mm -hmm. be reviewing contracts. Mm -hmm. They say try not to make any major life decisions regarding love life and money when Venus is retrograde. Mm. Like any retrograde, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Um, life happens. Yes. But as always, just read the fine print. Just make extra sure whatever you're signing, whatever agreements you're making, that you're getting as much information as you can. Uh, the sun will also enter Leo on Saturday, July 22nd, as I mentioned. Mm. And then quick look ahead to Sunday, July 23rd, Chiron will be going retrograde, the asteroid Chiron that represents our healing. It's, it technically represents our, our wounds and our hurts. Mm. Uh, and, and they always say these are wounds and hurts that we might have brought in from previous lives, if you believe in a previous life and that kind of stuff. So these are things we're maybe trying to heal in this present life. And mm -hmm. with Chiron going retrograde, that is something that could bring these wounds and these to our to the forefront, where it's like, oh, I want to deal with this now. I want to talk about it. Can also bring a tremendous amount of sensitivity, as well. <laughs> so be aware of that. But yeah, this uh, upcoming week there is, um, you know, yeah, there's some heaviness going on here for sure. Will it be less heavy the week after? Um, oh, I, sorry, I didn't realize. But all I, have <laughs> like, to do, I expect that you know it every week. Just let me flip the page in my uh, astrology day planner here. Yes, the following week, yeah, I don't see any of this. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, okay. the, the extreme uh, aspects we'll be dealing with this week. And again, part of this is we're, we're leaving cancer season. Mm, of course. Uh, we, we are people. We are humans. We feel things. We need to process these emotions. We need to process these feelings. We keep a lot of stuff in. But during cancer season especially, and, and right when the sun's about to leave cancer, that's around the time that a lot of these emotions can come out mm -hmm. that may, we, we may, maybe we've been repressing you look at the opposite sign of cancer is Capricorn. Capricorn prefers to repress emotions, prefers to refrain, doesn't like to express those kind of things. If it doesn't have to, it can and it will, but it prefers not to. Cancer is more open to you know, exploring the space, so to speak, exploring the space of emotion and feeling. So a lot of these emotions and feelings are probably going to be coming to a head this upcoming week. And with Pluto involved a couple of times, Pluto's involved with the new moon, which can bring some heaviness to things. That's on Monday. And then the sun opposing Pluto on Friday, bringing additional heaviness. But yeah, the following week, to answer your question, definitely looks lighter. <laughs> so okay. so there's that to look forward to okay. as well. And again, it doesn't necessarily mean this week's going to be a bad week. doesn't yes. mean... It, right. But it's just that's what's going on with the planets up in the sky. We're all going to be exposed to that. And then, as always, it's just how do we choose to work with that? How do we choose to deal with it if we're consciously aware of this stuff? Yes. And knowing going in, it's going to be, okay, it's going to be a little uh, a little tricky this week, perhaps. But, again, we can bring our own attitude and our own, you know. Always. Yeah. Always. That doesn't mean it's going to be a bad We're week. not fated. You know, we always no. have free will. Yes. So anyway, hope that helps a bit. Thank you as always for listening. We love you and we hope to see you next week. And in the meantime, Almy's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. Let's take a few deep breaths. 
We always close out the podcast with a sort of mini meditation where we take three deep breaths in through our nose and then slowly out through our mouth. So let's get in a comfortable position. You can sit down or lie down. I'll give you just a moment to get settled. And then let's also release some of the tension we've been holding on to. So relax your brow, uncrinkle your forehead, and unclench your jaw. And let those shoulders drop. And if you'd like to close your eyes while we take our deep breaths, you can close them now. Let's take that first slow deep breath in and out. In, out. Slow deep breath in and out. Thank you so much for listening, and we thank you for your support, both with rating our podcast on Spotify and Apple, and following us on Instagram at Something About Astrology. We really, really appreciate y'all. We hope you have a great week ahead, and we will talk to you again soon.